Welcome to Photo Taco, the only show with photography tips you can learn in the time it takes to eat a taco. Or perhaps a burrito. Photo Taco! Welcome to another episode of Photo Taco. Thank you so much for the download. My name is Jeff Harmon. I'm the hobbyist editor at ImprovedPhotography.com. And if you would, just take a couple of minutes. You can pause the podcast right now, head over to iTunes, and give us a review. It would really help the podcast out a lot if you would do that. Okay, so in this episode, I want to cover a topic that recently came up on our Improved Photography listeners Facebook group. If you haven't joined our groups yet, we have uh, Facebook groups for each one of the podcasts. There's one for Photo Taco. There's one for Improved Photography. There's one for portrait sessions and four thoughts on photography and the hosts of the all of these podcasts there were in the groups we're looking at people's comments we're giving tips we're we're interacting it's a great way to get to know all the hosts and and if you're not in the group go get in it's great it's it's a lot of fun all right so a topic came up just this week on exposing to the right and if that's something that is something we all think should be done. Does it actually improve image quality? And I am a very, I'm a believer in exposed to the right. I think it's a technique that really offers an advantage because it's taking advantage of the strengths of the camera sensor. The sensor inside that camera, it works better for brighter parts of a picture than darker parts. So the more of the scene that you're trying to capture or portrait that you're trying to capture that is bright, the better image quality will be. And then you can in post reduce the exposure to a more normal level so that it doesn't look super bright, but the brighter you can get the exposure in camera, you're leveraging the parts of the sensor to the the full potential by doing that. And if you have questions on that, go look up our uh, Photo Taco podcast episode called Why All the Noise and I explain kind of a bit more detail about that. But I wanted today to go through kind of my process for exposing to the right. What are the actual mechanics I'm using in the camera to do that? I'm going to talk specifically about Canon because that's what I shoot, but the techniques I'm sure can be adapted pretty well to any manufacturer. You can probably go search for ETTR, exposed to the right, and your camera name and you'll find someone who's got the specific instructions for your camera even. So I think there's three critical components to, to ETTR. First, you have to use raw files. You have to shoot raw. If you're shooting JPEG, don't do this technique. It, there's just not enough room. There's not enough data that you can actually control the exposure after you shoot, and you really need to get it right in the camera. Next is be familiar enough with your camera that you know how to use the light meter inside your camera and the histogram that your camera can show in order to make sure you're not so far overexposed that you're losing information and you can't come back down to the normal levels. All right, so let me kind of walk through then what I do. I shoot raw, so I take care of that effect, that part of the, the puzzle there. And I'm using the light meter to understand as I'm setting up the shot. I usually shoot manual on landscapes. That's where I use this technique the most. And I'm watching the light meter to determine, to see where it thinks, where the camera thinks the right exposure is. My experience with Canon, I don't know how it is with other manufacturers, but with Canon, my experience has been that that light meter is generally a little bit underexposed when it thinks it's right on. <laughs> so it's dark, a little bit dark right off. And so I find that I, just to get to a good exposure, need between one third and two thirds extra light 
just for me to be happy with the exposure that it comes out with. So that wouldn't really be ETTR yet. That would just be trying to get a good normal exposure. So for ETTR, you want to go a little bit past that. Not so far again that you have a fully bright picture where you're losing information and there's a bunch of like pure white in the scene, but enough that you can dial it back down and you're getting taking advantage of the sensor. So for me personally, I kind of target as I'm working on a scene, one full stop of overexposure when I'm shooting. And so I'll, I'll look in the camera, watch the light meter, and I go one full stop of too much light according to the light meter sensor. It's gonna vary again by camera manufacturer. That may not be the case for other brands, but that's how I've kind of found it to work for me. Then it's important to use the histogram. So that means that you have to do the preview button on your camera, usually like a little play sort of icon. Lots of people call it chimping to look at the, the photo you just took. And then I've hit the info button on Canon camera until I see the histogram that shows the light versus dark. Uh, it's usually like a, a curve that shows between a left, middle, and right side of, of the uh, square. Kind of confusing. It's hard to, to understand how to read it as a beginner, but uh, really, really valuable information. The reason that this is called exposed to the right is that when you look at a histogram where you're using this technique, then that curve is going to be a lot more on the right-hand side of that histogram than the left. So like right of center even. A properly exposed image will be one that kind of spreads across that whole histogram all the way from left to right. Uh, it depends really a lot, again, on the scene. Not every scene will be that way, but that's kind of usually what people are telling you to do. And in ETTR, you're trying to actually shift that histogram a little bit to the right. Not so much though that there's like this massive mountain of data on the far right and it really shallow drops off towards the middle. You want That's too much to the right. And and it's hard to tell. It's something that you kind of just have to get experience on so that you can figure out what to do. But in general, that's kind of what I'm trying to do. The other feature specific to Canon that I actually do use is something called Highlight Alert. Some people call it the blinkies. <laughs> that's because when you're when you're reviewing the shot you just took, the camera will analyze the picture and it will blink in red the parts of the picture that it thinks are overexposed. It thinks that you let in too much light and now you can't actually, you don't have enough data for those areas. A couple of things to remember with that. One is your camera is actually analyzing a JPEG version of the photo in order to show that information. Same with the histogram. And that's why ETTR technique is safe to a point because the camera is going to say, whoa, I think you just overexposed the shot. And there's parts of the shot that is pure white that you don't have any data on. And when you get it on the computer, you're actually going to be able to use the raw file. And it's actually there. The data, the information's there and you can scale it back down and have it look beautiful. But you're going to have to experiment with it and figure out what's too much, kind of understand and learn what parts of the histogram means that it's too bright and so on. You you might want to be really safe with some shots too and take one where it's maybe one full stop look at the histogram if it looks really steep to the right then you might go three quarters of a stop or two-thirds of a stop or, or something like that and back it down make sure you have some safety there that you you have multiple shots to try to do it you could use auto bracketing so that you end up with you know one at the, the shot you think you have one at a minus one and one at a plus one so that you, you have three to choose from and, and you can use them. All of those things are really great to do it, but experience th those kinds of things. You can use do ETTR if you are in not, not shooting manual mode, if you're using semi-auto of either shutter priority or aperture priority on your camera, but it means you also have to utilize exposure compensation and you'd have to dial it up. 
you'd have to say, I want exposure compensation one full stop over what you th- what the camera thinks you need or th- or two thirds of a stop or one third of a stop, whatever you kind of decide is the right exposure limit. And then you can do ETTR that way too. So there's the technique. In general, ETTR takes advantage of the best of your sensor and then you can't you you end up with higher quality shots less noise a bit sharper and it's it's a technique that that i think really can make a difference on your shots there you go hope you enjoy the tip hey we'll have another tip for you in a few days go join our facebook groups you can also follow the podcast at photo taco on twitter and we'll see you soon Views expressed on this program by independent host guests and callers do not necessarily reflect their views of improved photography LLC or its advertisers. Some links mentioned on this program are affiliate links where a commission is earned. Olay!